Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Vigilante Williamson here on another episode of the Culture Crime Fighters. Um, I don't know where Vig is. I think he's probably sleeping. I hope there's nothing wrong. Uh, I was talking with him last night. We uh, recorded the Patreon. It was late. Uh, so I know we wrapped up at like 4.15 his time. So he might just be... Uh, might just be tucked into bed getting a few extra Z's. Uh, I I don't know. I hope that we'll get vid soon. Um, but in the meantime, the show must go on. So you just have me. I apologize. Hope that that's acceptable. If you were hoping to see Vigilante Williamson, you're just going to have to wait a little while longer. You're just going to have to wait. But how's everybody doing? It's Wednesday, it's noon, it's time for, for some culture crime fighting. You know how we do. Uh, it's all right. Thanks, Kili Chow. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, so me and Vidge, we're going to talk about the NFL um, because we've kind of gone back and forth about this thing. We've had the discussion about this topic like here and there about the questionable nature of the nfl certain plays and certain things that go a certain way <clears throat> like oh i don't know uh one of the biggest media cities in the world hosting the super bowl the team from that city just happens to be in that game and then they win not that that you know Oh, just a weird coincidence. I mean, look, I was straight up rooting for the Rams because I lived in L.A. for a while. And over that time, uh, I became a Rams fan. But if you just look at it objectively, it's a little suspicious. It kind of seems like that's something that would Los Angeles would want to happen. Very much so. Right. Like the team from that city in this weird time where media is not exactly looked at favorably by most of the country or a lot of the country. You know, there's this big gap in between us and the entertainers. Um, really, 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 really good timing for LA. Really good timing. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, sports ball championship. I did. I watched it. There were a few things I noticed. One, it was, it was, it was kind of an exhausting experience. Now, I watch the game by myself. I often go to a bar to watch football, stuff like that. I, I tend to watch it with friends because I find it's more fun that way. <clears throat> but I was exhausted from work and I didn't want to. So I went home and just watched the Super Bowl by myself. And I got to tell you, it was like an onslaught of media. Like every single commercial, every like break in between uh, like from from the game to the commentary, to, it was just like an assault on your senses. <clears throat> All this music and graphics and like zippy little things just coming at you for like four hours. It was kind of a lot. But what I did take away from that, though, I was like, you know, at least they're trying. At least they're trying to get me to pay attention. They want my patronage, which I thought was terrific. I really didn't. <clears throat> I was like, okay, you know what? Like, this does feel like an endless, like, a pitch. It's all commercials. And, hey, have fun. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You're going to love it all, you know? But at least they were trying to get me, which I respected. 
Because that's kind of what I think a lot of us have been saying in the, in the, in the fandom is, uh, you know, just respect the fan. You don't, you're not owed us. We may show up. We may not. There's lots of other things to do nowadays. <clears throat> and uh, I, I respected that the NFL really gave it their all in trying to get my attention and my patronage. I was like, okay, cool. They actually want me. They actually want me to watch. So cool. Um. Let me just read some of the chat. Hail chat, by the way. Good to see y'all. Sort of poop is Q Burr. Good to see you back. Haven't seen you in a little bit. Ah, Vigilante's on his way. Okay, terrific. Terrific. Gomer Kyle is here. Gomer Kyle. Hail. Uh, I do just want to feel needed, sentient dildo. I want to feel needed, acknowledged, and loved. And I think the NFL loves me. It's such a nice feeling. Uh, no, I respected that they tried. <clears throat> I really did respect that they gave a shit. You know, it was like, you know, it was exhausting. I thought it was a little much. Tone it down for four seconds. Because I couldn't relax. I literally couldn't re relax for, for one second watching that game. Um, but like I said, I, I respect that they gave it an effort. At least they tried. They tried to get us, get me back, which I love that. Get, Gomer Kyle says we need you. Thank you, Gomer Kyle. And I need you, my friend. I need you. Thank you so much for, for watching on Vigilante Williamson's channel. I've hijacked it. This is pirate radio. I'm calling the shots. <laughs> I'm calling the shots here. I was going to say, try to say something controversial, but he says way more controversial things than me. So I don't actually have anything. You know, I'd say something wild. He'd be like, yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. So watch the NFL, watch Super Bowl. Very convenient win for L.A., but I was very happy. I had a friend back in L.A. who's a huge Rams fan. He's the one who got me into the team, and, uh, you know, he was really pumped. He was psyched. You know, he's been a fan for a while, like, since they were in St. Louis and all that. So uh, it, was a, it was a good day for him. And, uh, yeah, we were going to – there was a guy we were talking about having on that um, is really just blackpilled on professional sports in general and uh, the NFL in particular, and uh, – he was going to discuss, I think, like just different angles and like evidence that it's not necessarily on the up and up, you know. Um, but unfortunately, he had a scheduling conflict. He couldn't make it. So you just right now, you just, I was going to say you're stuck with me and Vig, but you're really just stuck with me. It's just me uh, spinning my wheels until Vigilante Williamson shows up. Uh, so we were going to discuss that. I'll probably discuss the halftime show with Vig because it was a lot of hip hop and me and Vigilante are both hip hop aficionados i want to hear his take on it uh fucking youtube's been up to some shit actually okay i got something while we wait for vidge this this i saw this right before i logged in in here and i was like what the hell is that so when you're a youtube creator like me uh you have this like i mean everyone has it it's a youtube studio homepage. if you just go to like the little your little icon and go to YouTube studio when you're logged into you know, YouTube, it takes you to like, you have like creator analytics, how many subscribers you have, all that good shit. So I'm in my studio today, right before I launch. And I see this little thing in the top right corner and it says, send a love chat or some shit. And let me just show you what it is that that was on. I was in my studio, not on my YouTube homepage. Like it was like, it felt like it was in my living room with me. I was like, what the fuck is this? That. That was on my, my dashboard. Celebrate with 
your fans with hashtag love notes. Now, I would say it just the fact that the coincidence. Fuck, fuck that joke up. I was going to say he looks like sentient dildo, but <laughs> I couldn't get it out articulately. But what the hell is that? What the hell is even that? Right? Look at this thing. This guy, girl, person with like blonde hair and like like rainbowy purple. What and and like okay, whatever. I mean, people like that exist. That's fine. It's it's great that you exist. Why is that in my YouTube dashboard? Why do I have to see this? When I log into YouTube, I'm just trying to bitch about Star Wars or whatever. I gotta see this? What the hell? That was it was very upsetting. I, I don't even like looking at it now. It's it's making me very uncomfortable. Like it's it's just it's so weird. And like, why is that the image that they picked? I mean, I know why, but like I'm just trying to be objective here. It's just like that's the one. That's the one. It couldn't just be like a Femi kind of guy. It has to be like that. Oh, I hate it. I want I want to take it down. It's just so like a lot. A lot. And it's like I said, whatever. Exist. Be you let your freak flag fly. Not my thing. But why does it need to be on my YouTube dashboard? Like why? And then the only way to get rid of it was to click over to like you can't you can't close out of that. Like that has to be up because it's YouTube. Your channel dashboard, your news has to be up. There's nothing you, you can't click it off. So the only thing you do is just click to the right to get rid of it. And it's like news, our 2022 priorities, it's YouTube. But if you refresh it, the thing is right back. And you have to see that every time you log in. Oh, my goodness. Really, really not a fan of that being on my YouTube dashboard. I mean, I I, I know we're like critical theory is to queer everything, but Jesus like, leave it as content, you know, just put it in YouTube, whatever. But do I have to log into my dashboard to see this? Like, I'm like, I'm wiping the sleep out of my eye, right? I'm trying to get some articles together for the show. And I'm just like, ah, ah, ah what is this? Why? Why? That's more for, you know, Saturday night, 3 a.m. You've been doing blow and you're drunk and and, and that's the best you could do. Well, all right, sweetie, let's go. Not at nine in the morning, whatever time I woke up. Uh, That's very disturbing. I was like, come on, YouTube. Jesus, give me a break. Give me a fucking break. Got to log in and see this in the morning. It's just way too much, man. So that uh, that happened like right before I came on here. Really, really. <laughs> Sentient Dildo says, I do believe YouTube generated that image specifically for you, Matt, by going through your hub searches. Well, YouTube should stay the hell out of my hub searches. OK, I don't know who you think you are. That is that is inappropriate. And I I choose the time when I masturbate to whatever the hell that is. OK, not you. Not you, YouTube. Me. When I want to look at a girl guy with a beard and sparkly eyes, I choose the time. Not you. Relax. Oh, God, that was not cool. 
So I don't know. I guess the creator or the CEO, not the creator, certainly not the creator of YouTube. She's up to something. Susan, what wasn't it? Wasn't it? Was Chichiki? Was Chichiki? What is her name? Woj? Woj Chiki? I don't know. Mama Susan is up to something. Um, this is from Bounding. YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki advocates for governments to pass laws restricting free speech so YouTube can enforce them. I mean, who's surprised by this? Not me, certainly. Not vigilante, I imagine. Um, not anyone who's really spent time on YouTube. I mean, YouTube has really recently has seemed to lay off me. I think maybe like my timeout is over. I don't know. But my subs actually like go up. And then when they hit a level, they stay. They don't go down again. Like they was like this yo-yo for so long. You guys heard me bitch about it. It's not that interesting. But it was, you know, frustrating for me. And I, I, I feel like, and like every live stream I would do was automatically demonetized. Automatically. Within like minutes of it being up. I'm like, I mean, I know I say controversial shit, but it's not that crazy. Uh, so I, I, but now it's like that all seems to have lifted. So I guess I'm out of YouTube jail for the time being. Who knows? Maybe I'm just misconstruing it. Uh, but for some reason, I felt like that was going on. So now, and we've heard about this. I mean, people getting channel strikes, like uh, Razorfist got a channel channel strike for for misinformation on a video that wasn't even listed, which is really creepy. I don't know how you could be spreading misinformation if your video is not public, but that happened. You know, and, uh, you know, Josiah Rises got demonetized. Lots of people get have gotten under the YouTube thumb in recent history. Uh, so I this isn't shocking. However, if she's advocating for anti-free speech laws, which directly contradicts the First Amendment, number one, the most important amendment to the Founding Fathers was the ability to say things. And people like this are like, that's mm -mm, problematic. Thank you, Sentient Dildo. I am a free expression warrior. I appreciate you. Appreciate your endorsement. I'm going to put that. I'm just going to change my whole YouTube bio now to free expression warrior. And then I'll put like a sword emoji or something like that. Just so people know I'm for real. Vigilante Williamson. Yeah. Hey. This is terrible. This is the anniversary episode. This is on my channel, and I'm like, sleep. Is this it? Is this a year? Yes. Holy year. shit. The year, well, the year would be technically tomorrow, but, you know, the day thing. It was, a, it was the 17th. Well, it's only episode. fair, because I did it to you, like, well, a week or two ago. Did yeah, the same shit. Just it is. It. It, it sucks. It sucks. This is what happens when you do the the uh, Patreon show super late, but in any uh -huh. event, Vigilante wins here on the 51st episode. 51 episodes. Holy oh. Wow. Wow. It's a big day. It's a big day. And I forgot this, about the one year. Yeah. To be honest. Because we were uh we were we were talking last night off air after we did the Patreon, which yeah. If you're a member of the Crime Squad, is live right now. Has been yes. live for 26 minutes. And this hey. is episode number 11. 11! That means if you were to subscribe to the Patreon today for the very meager asking price of $5, you would have access to 11 Secret Identity classic episodes Classics. for your enjoyment. And if you don't like them, 
you can always unsubscribe after you listen to them all. It's a win-win. And even even one more olive branch. If you're financially strapped, if $5 is too much for you, guess what you can do? You can go to the Patreon and get the first episode for free. Yes. $3.99. $3.99. See why Cinch and Dildo is trolling me everywhere about um, the one time, at least that I know of, that I dated, uh, uh, was with a married woman ever, and she happened to have had a husband in the, the old clink. But you can see why. You can understand that whole troll if you listen to the free episode and you have nothing else. And again, I say this all the time. It's better money for value than Disney Plus, unless you like Boba Fett and, uh, you know, the Power Rangers and, and yeah. stuff like that. And um, But speaking of evil bitches, this whore, what does she want? She wants... So I, I haven't read the article. Okay. By the way, I want to just show you something. I showed the audience earlier just before you came on, but I went into my, yeah. logged into my dashboard earlier, you know, like right before this. Yeah. And it, you know how it has like the news section, like the little updates and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro, this was on my homepage. This was on my dashboard when oh, I. Man. Wait, where are we? And this I haven't was, logged in. So now I'm bro, bro, look at this. <laughs> Whoa, bro. Yeah, that's on my YouTube dashboard. Send them a love note. And that's the image they use. Bro, that's horrifying. Like horrifying. Just visually horrifying. I'm not even talking about the concept. Implications, man. yeah. No, it's upsetting. Man. Yo, yeah. there's another commercial that I've seen as upsetting that I kept seeing over the weekend. I can't. It's like uh some. I don't know the per, the individual's name. I thought it was RuPaul, but I don't think it is. And they have these weird eyes. It look like a fucking alien. It look like a demon, to be honest. I'm like, yeah. I, and I'm not trying to say that in a disparaging way. I'm just telling you that's what the visuals look like. That's and they just what act it like it's to you as. Yeah. yeah, it's it's for um. You hear this thing they got safer internet day. I, I don't know. Are, are we going to talk about this? Because if we're not, I, I just want to get rid of it. Well, yeah, please, God, yes. You know okay. what I mean? Uh, feel free. But it's just that <clears throat> I saw another thing where they, you, listen, I mean this with no no homo. There, there are uh, transgender individuals who have, like, put an effort into it. You know what I mean? Who who that can you, actively trick you? <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. And you could have used their, their, their picture, but that, that's not what you did. No, that was that's intentionally not. That's like that guy or girl from Europe that has like a full beard, but is all like super feminine. Like it's it's that really aggressive, like no gender. I mean, listen, this is for not well, as we see, it's not really a free country. It's only free if you're if you do what they want you to do. Uh, oh, now my alarm wants to go off. Oh, thank you, asshole. Thank you now. <laughs> Just in time. Just in time. Jeez. Uh, but man, that 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 was a that's an image I'm I'll never not see. Yeah, yeah, and that's all. I saw that right before I logged in today. That was the first thing I saw before I came on the air. I was like, "What the fuck?" It's like that quote. What the hell is even that? Yeah, man, that's that's too much. And I'm not trying to be disparaging, because uh, you know we're already, no we're like I, to the- my context was just like fine, it exists. Just why is it in my YouTube dashboard? Because they, you know why? Because they care more about them than than you. That's why. 
Oh no, I'm not wearing such the female PP ever. I'm just saying, if you wanted to push a, a transgender individual, you can push someone who's put a genuine effort into the transgender process, and not someone who looks. No disrespect to that individual. I'm not misgendering them. Who you know had and and then the makeup and the the, the editing of the image. There's a like. That that's just nightmare field, man. That's all I'm trying to say. And it's weird too, because it's kind of like you know, like the transgender thing was one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get to a point with it where people where like you know, people like accept it, you know what I mean? Like they're like, Oh, okay, like all right, it's a it's a tough one to get over, but okay, there's some yeah. people boy and then and then they're like immediately they're like, let's push the next one. Like it's just like Oh, well, this isn't even trend. This is like some new thing. This is some genderless, amorphous being, you know, prone doesn't even have pronouns. That's how not gender like related it is. It's just like, (laughs) what is this? It's a constant like psychological warfare to fuck with like your stability. It's what it is is a constant uh, moving of the goalpost. The the goalpost just constantly moves every time you're like, okay, whatever. Nope, nope, you guys move them. Got to move them further. Yeah, no, it's it's really upsetting. Uh, yeah, so that was that was a lot. That's how I started my day. What's <laughs> that fucking post? Um, yeah. So, did we want to talk about the NFL or we want to talk about YouTube? Because I started off talking a little bit about the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, and I know we our guests couldn't make it unfortunately. Yeah, which sucks. That does suck. Hopefully we can do it. It would have been perfect now, perfect to get into that. But hey, there's other stuff. There's a million culture crimes to fight we can talk about the youtube thing i didn't see that okay. um well real quick so i did want to i did want to just hear your take did you watch the super bowl i did not watch the super bowl because oh, I, okay. I saw parts of it i did see parts of it traveling i did see highlights afterwards um i did i even covered on one of just like my impromptu streams that uh it, it's funny vegas made out because uh the Bengals covered so that's that was a uh, interesting thing to to the whole even though we're not going to really get into it hardcore to the whole rig thing. And hell, K2J uh, the Extreme. And I also saw a new person, John Platt. Appreciate you. Hell, John Platt. Hell, John. I appreciate uh, you being here. He said, what's the conversation topic? Uh, well, who knows? We're, we're well, we, yeah, we're kind of kind of hammering that out right now. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so I watched the game, and I said the one thing I took away from it, like just the game experience, is uh-huh. that, A, it was just a ceaseless assault on your senses. Like, yeah. Just being bang, boom, whoa, like every second of the entire broadcast. Like, and it was really well produced, like from the like the way the end of the actual game segment right into the commercial and boom, and just commercial just exploding at you. And then the next one, like boom, right back into the action. It's, it was yeah, like, yeah, it was exhausting. I've noticed that about this season, the way they market it's just a lot more. I don't know what the word is, but it's a they lot. They don't want you to look away for one yes. second. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Which I was saying, like, okay, at least they're trying to get me. They are. I respect that. At least they give a shit enough to try. Yeah. That's the that's the that's been the plus of this year, as opposed to like last year, where they were like, if you're not a member of BLM, we hate you. But like this year, they're like, "Hey, we have cool stuff. Consume, isn't this cool? It's cool. Oh shit, there's a good play. Let's do this replay. Oh wait, now it's a commercial. It's talking about the game. It's funny. And, uh, and yeah. more. And 
it's 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 a snappier process. It's a snappier broadcast. This is it's a more. I think they've embraced the uh, TikTok generation, and they're they're thinking of every. They're looking at their game as a million TikToks rather than a full game, which honestly. Oh, it's kind of smart if you're talking trying to market to this generation and catch the next generation of football fans, you know, that you hope grow up into uh, football fans, the next, you know, yeah. 15 year olds and younger. So when they get 20, 25, 30, 35. One thing younger. I didn't realize, and I learned from watching this game that the largest consumer market is black women. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't They're, know that, but apparently it must be because every single fucking commercial well, was led by a black woman. I was just like, oh, they must have all this disposable income I didn't know about. Well, listen, they are a large consumer market. Like, white women are still the queens. Yes, Queen Slay. You would be surprised, man. They, they, they Sheesh, I forgot what the number was. Oh, it's just amazing being thirteen percent of the population and half that being women. That somehow they're the large. I don't. I mean, it was just very. I didn't realize that, but I learned. <laughs> and it was a teachable moment for me. Yeah, I didn't see any uh, hardly any of the commercials except like the one LeBron one, which I actually thought was kind of clever. I actually kind of uh, liked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was for crypto, um, which was weird. They were pushing crypto on us really hard during the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, there's a lot of that crypto.com. I'm nervous about crypto because now I'm really nervous because they're co-signing it. Now I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> why Hold do you on. want us to have this though? Yeah, why are you so into it? And they mocked uh they mocked like the to the moon memes. Uh-huh. They said, yeah. Oh, people are taking financial advice from uh from memes. And then one of their commercials, they like there was like some girl, probably some black girl, offering like a hand to the moon. Like, should we, you know, should we? And I was like, this is weird. This is like yeah. it's kind of bizarre. It's like I feel like they're like, hey kids, we know what you're into. Come yeah. with us, you know, be our financial slaves. Uh, it was, was kind of, it was very, it was a very bizarre experience. Um, yeah. And Cinchadelo brings up a good point. Why uh, women want to be black. He's joking. Oh, I don't know why women want to like, be that black. That doesn't sound like him. But like there is why women do like seeing black women. Right. And like, girl. I said, yes. They love it. They love mm -hmm. it. That was an unnerving thing growing up. The white girls who just like, and this is probably why I'm like one of the few black men who like have a thing like, eh, I don't know, because like the white women were just so happy at the idea of a black woman disciplining a, a black son. It was a fetish there. And I'm Whoa, like, where'd that come yeah, from? That I'm really? telling you. Yeah, man. If, if you were in the, like the country sticks of Michigan, man, they were something they just wanted to, mm -hmm. it's very weird. That's white man. Yeah, man. There's something to this, man. There's I've never heard that before. Wait, so it's, I, it's white not women. Everyone. No, but you said, but you saw more I than once. It. Yes, you felt yeah. it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. White women who got like not like who enjoyed or found satisfaction in a black woman disciplining their male son, male yes. child. Absolutely, yes. What? And I don't. I couldn't tell you why the dynamic existed. I don't know if it was a dynamic. Uh, because a lot of these ladies dated black men and anytime they could see a black man kind of like yeah and feel not anything about it because it was a black i don't know but there was a thing that i witnessed and observed it was a weird dynamic i'm not saying it's everywhere wow. maybe it's just this weird country ass town in michigan but i definitely observed it anytime you saw somebody in trouble in school and, and there was this weird thing that i noticed that they got That's like some bizarre 
It's a bizarre one, man. I can't say this is everyone, man, but it, and I, it was something about the the like disciplining thing. They just loved seeing like, you know, you tell him, you show him, sort of thing. Damn, I'm telling you, man, dude, there is a weird relationship with white women and black men for sure. Yeah, man, there is something weird, weird about it. Like, I like I I do to date a girl who like it's suspicious like it would just be like the way she would talk about black guys like i remember i was playing her bill burr uh like some of bill burr's bits yeah and there was one where he was talking about um it was something about black athletes like black male athletes or whatever uh-huh. and uh how like and she's not laughing at any of it nothing mm. not one joke i'm like this is vintage burr nothing until he says like about how uh, the runaway slaves had to like, you know, he's like, oh, they were like the first triathletes. They had to run. They had to swim. You had to do all this stuff to like escape. And he's like, Hitler's talking about the master race. And uh, I'm pretty sure we already did that. Or we you know, something like that, you know, just like. Yeah. And then she just goes, mm. that was her reaction. I was just like. That's what? the only response you've gotten from this entire comedy special is that you think like black men are like this superior race. Which I'm like, okay, why are you dating a white man then? Go date a black guy if you're so in love with him, right? And I would catch her like looking like all the time, like just kind of like at the side of her eye, you know, like black guys. But it was this weird fetish. It wasn't. Ethno fetishism is not fun, bro. It was, it was because it was a lot. There was a, like a, a, there really was a dehumanization in there. Yeah, man. And it was creepy. It was that's weird. I was like, I'm moving to Texas and going with Latin women, man. I can't do it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can't do it. There's something, man, that ethno fetishes thing. It's a weird thing because it is a dehumanization thing. Nobody talks about it because there's so many motherfuckers who would just sit. That was another thing. I saw people like racially simp for white women. And that, that left a mark on me, man. Where I, I like, well, a white woman would say something like, Yo, I, we would have to set you on fire if you were a man saying that. And you're going to still fuck this girl? Wow. Yeah, and I'm sure that I would be the same. I don't think I would have enough, like, principles to supersede that. These hoes weren't <laughs> cute enough to be talking that shit. Oh, well, then never mind. These mid-bitches. <laughs> mid It'd be one thing if these were, like, super dumb. It would still piss me off. But these were mid bitches, and you with that box, you know, kids. Are, they ain't say it like that because that's how I talk now. That's how they talk them. But you know, kids, you know, twenty and younger, and that testosterone yeah, yeah. is just like they're just perma stiff, mm-hmm. and so they just they didn't even hear it. But <laughs> it's like I'm the friend. I'm not getting no ass, so I'm not yeah. focused on this. I heard that shit. Yeah, it's it's, like saying the N word just no, just liberally and just almost having this look like you're not gonna do anything because your friend wants to fuck. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, man. And speaking of white women, we gotta talk about this uh, dumb uh, YouTube bitch, don't we? We do, we do. I real quick before we do though, I did want to just uh, the. I'll tell you what. I really enjoyed the halftime show. Yeah, that I did see as I took like the most expensive shot ever in the fucking airport. But it was cool to see the halftime show. It was cool. At first, I didn't realize it was the halftime show. It was just uh, 50 Cent 
I'm like, man, sounds pretty good for his age. Yeah. And good. M showing up was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that was announced. So that was kind of like a reveal. And I guess if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. Like, you know, Dre is Dre, but like Dre's second resurgence had almost all to do with Eminem. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you have to, that makes perfect sense. But it was a fucking good show. And I'll tell you what, I even liked Kendrick Lamar, whom I've never really enjoyed before. Yeah, yeah. I like Kendrick Lamar. I, I, I think, think he's fine. I don't know if he's a Pulitzer winner. Man, you know who could, who ironically enough, who have made me feel comfortable about him winning the Pulitzer? Fucking Red Shirt. Because really? one time he said, you know what, rap's not musical, but it's literary. Right. And I blew my fucking mind. I'm like, whoa think he might be right so like if he's right then okay it's okay well it's not even that i just was like there's been so many better rappers that yeah no acknowledgement and this guy wins a pulitzer fucking prize are you serious i if, mean look i've read some of his lyrics they're some of it's nonsensical yeah if I'm there like, was a rapper to win a pulitzer, any of that means it would be nas it would be nas and that would be it yeah not or guru Guru could, yeah, Guru, you know, or or most cars. deaf, like from, yeah, from, like, you know what I mean, like uh, Black deaf. Star, Black Star, that shit yeah. is wow. So I mean, look, it's most happened. Definitely quality, yeah. If you, you want already, to get like lyrical, I mean, come on, geez, like, I, yeah. And you got you got Tech Nine who like spins webs every single album he puts out, and he's like a maestro mixing up speeds and styles and the production. It's all it's like he, yeah, he yeah, almost yeah. puts out too much content because people can't appreciate it because you it's like, oh, it's just routine. He puts out like an album a year and it's all genius. You're like, all right. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. it's like it's a mind blowing if you really break it down. And you know, not not even mainstream play. And like Hendrick Lamar gets a Pulitzer Prize. I'm like, what the, right, I'm not no thank you. Um, yeah. But I liked it's, him. I I thought his performance yeah, yeah. was really good. I kind of understood it watching it. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. And yeah, Ty Lib has grown into a woke idiot. That sucks. Unfortunately. That really sucked. It I remember when suck. I first saw him go at uh, Ripper. Actually, yeah, I Ripper. felt so disappointed. Me too. That, I was that, really bummed to learn that. That hurt. And then I, I just looked at him sideways. I'm like, man, all, we just talked about how he has never gotten. Vicky Smalls is the illest. I even Vig- had a lot. I said Viggy Small's a bad boy. I should be playing for the Pistons to link up bad boy records and the Pistons bad boy. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I was like, damn, Talib, you know, you've been shit on by the mainstream and you take this route? You know what I mean? That's a weird route for you to take. You know what I mean? You would think you would be a little bit more anti-establishment for a guy who's been like his whole career has been overshadowed by the mainstream. And you go with the mainstream narrative, Kwali, what? So I was listening. So this is interesting. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. Uh, do you know who Aaron, Aaron Berg is? Oh, that sounds familiar. He's on Compound Media. Uh, okay. Chrissy, Chrissy uh, Mayers re- uh, referenced him before. Um, he's pretty funny. He's a he's a Jewish dude. He he's like a stand up comic. Um, he's funny. He's not my yeah. favorite in the world, but I respect him. I, I respect his angles and his hustle and shit like that. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find the clip, but it was um, there we go. <coughs> it was interesting. I was watching it because Ryan Long was on there, you know, and I fucking mm-hmm. simp for Ryan Long. Um, and he had this comic on. I think his name is Mike Figs. I think he's a black dude. He's from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. He's a relatively new comic. Mm-hmm. And he Aaron Berg kind of starts off like uh, I forgot what he said. but he's, He goes, who's the most racist, you know, white man, right? 
in the world? And he goes, um, I don't know, Ronald Reagan. And he goes, why? Mm-hmm. He's like, Ronald Reagan put crack in the black communities. Yeah, and it's, agreed. It essentially destroyed like the family and this, that, and the other. And uh, I was like, okay. And he basically went on to explain how, you know, America's racist and what it's like to be a black man in America and blah, 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 blah. We've heard it a million times. Uh, and so he does that. And then, then he he's, okay, so he's a Jamaican guy. Like he's a uh, first mm-hmm. generation American. His parents are immigrated from Jamaica. Then mm-hmm. he goes on to describe unbelievable racism in his own family (laughs) oh wow like he wasn't allowed to date white women growing up and one time he brought a white woman to uh to like a family event who was his friend's girlfriend that he was just like you know hanging out with not dating nothing like that and his aunt his aunt wouldn't even talk to him went up to him and says how dare you bring someone like that to this thing and i'm just like it's a really that's a tough angle to take when you just describe a thousand times more racism than I ever had in my own family. Wow. That's interesting. I've never dealt with that because one, my stepdad is like super light skinned. He's like, and so he almost looks white. And so that was like, I grew up with that. And I never like, I never experienced that. And then there were other people in my family who did have like white spouses or significant others at times. And I mean, maybe you would hear like a, like a, a innocent joke, maybe, but it wasn't even that big of a deal. Like when I was growing up like that. I mean, I but, never heard no one in my family ever restricted what race I could date. Yeah, it no. never was spoken about. No. Like it no, was, that, I, I was just kind of like, dude, that's sort of a tough sell. If you're going to tell me that America is super racist, you know what I mean? And then you're like, yeah. And also, so is my family. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, I don't know. Maybe you're, maybe you guys are racist. Did did that cross your mind? Like, I don't know. It's kind of like a weird thing to listen to him make that (laughs) argument, which I was like, I'm trying to keep my mind open more to people's ideas, even things that I like already or i already know i disagree with but i just kind of want to hear what like they're saying you know and i was just kind of like listening to it and then i'm like bro <laughs> like, yeah man it's not a well-constructed argument anyway yeah so like hey i uh i agree with the reagan thing since you brings up the, the heroin in the 60s and 70s he's not wrong that the drug trade of the 60s on when you're talking about heroin into cocaine into crack and you're talking about the incarceration level of black men from the 60s on to like by from 1960 to the year I was born 1987 it went so sky high like that is the institute that's the institutional racism that's the people keep thinking slavery let's keep going back to slavery let's keep going back to slavery i'm not talking that slavery was nothing and it doesn't have an impact but fuck can we go back to the between 1950 where Black men had black people had a lower rate of divorce and a lower rate of incarceration, all these other statistics that people forget about in the Jim Crow era. And then right after you have the welfare system, you have the drug system, you have the war on drugs, you have all this crazy shit that fucks all that up. That's the thing that nobody want to get over. and No one wants to really look at as the thing that because uh, they want to look at like, oh, black people just have been just fucked. The whole time. And I mean, in a lot of ways we have, but it's like, it's not, 
it's not that simple. So to me, that's the been the biggest thing. But as far as the racism in the country, it's funny. I, I go back and forth. Um, I, I said this last night in a different context, but 90% of the people on this planet are fucked, regardless of race, regard because the system is is fucked. If you you know, um, most countries don't even enjoy what America has. So, like, is America does is America a active racist country? As a as you're talking about the institution, the principality of the United States, it's an evil fucking company. So country, so probably but most countries are fucking evil. At least this one has money. I mean, what? what <laughs> like, I look at it more as is really just about power. Like I, I don't I don't really see it down race lines that aggressively, but it's like if you have no political or financial power, you're gonna be ground under the system. Now, yeah. the the particular things that you were talking about, like. You know, I, I I don't know. I don't know enough about that. I know the Iran-Contra thing was real. Yeah. Like that was in the Senate. Like, that's not bullshit. It was that a conspiracy against black people from, like, the highest levels? I mean, maybe. I, I don't know for yeah. sure. Um, but it's, it, it's almost irrelevant given the impact, though. Like, okay, maybe it, was yeah. just, maybe it was just a money grab. It still fucked us. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, in the private prisons, that's another thing I meant to mention. The whole private yeah, prison. Yeah, private. That's nefarious, dude. That's some dark shit. That's that's really fucked up. Does that mean? But hey, in the same vein, you know, it's a multi layered issue. Personal responsibility is a, is a thing too. I saw a lot it's of a documentaries, specifically in Detroit, and a lot of kids. You know, everyone wants to make out every drug dealer was poor, and then a lot of the, those people were people who came from two parent homes who just wanted nice shoes, maybe didn't, you know, there was no internet, with no research for what the fuck they were selling, especially when it came to crack. And they just, oh, I can make a lot of money doing this. And whole neighborhoods throughout the entire country are fucked pretty much forever. To, it's almost like a nuclear event happened when you talk about the crack epidemic. Um, just because a couple people, just because a bunch of motherfuckers wanted shoes and clothes. And then that, that legacy went to where you have another gen generations after generations after who feel like damn i got nothing else because this whole neighborhood is already fucked and bombed out might as well do the same thing because what else am i going to do and, and then, then as much thing. as much as i love it you got the hip-hop hip -hop music that fucking fucking endorses it and then it became this cultural thing where it's like oh well you're not really black if you're not living that life absolutely yeah man and that's a fucking problem yeah. Still to this day. And yeah. now I do think you have a generation of guys, and hopefully I'm a part of it, that are trying to push that out. You know what I mean? Who are trying to say, hey, you know, you have you do have a, a black middle class that may emerge if they don't fuck up everything for all middle class people. That's a whole right, other can of worms. Maybe but that's why they're trying to destroy the middle class. <laughs> yeah. It is no, part of their racist agenda. Could be. They're, they're just, I, honestly, part of it is they're just evil. So, the, you know, there is it racism per se? I don't know. A lot of it is. A lot of it's, it's an easy scapegoat. If you are just evil and you're trying to amass as much power and as wealth as possible, it's a pretty easy scapegoat target. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we do see the I never I never talk about the crack thing, the uh, crack pipe thing from mm -hmm. racial equity. Let's let's spend 30 million on crack pipes. Like, I heard that's really uh, fucked up. I heard the Republicans. There were some Senate Republicans that introduced introduced the Hunter bill. To try to fight that. What's the Hunter uh, bill? I didn't hear that. Hunter Biden. Yeah, no, Hunter Biden. What is the bill? Oh, I, I just saw the title. I was like, that's uh, funny. I mean, because that's yeah. a funny troll. Like, that's very Trumpy. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I saw it in, uh, let me see here. 
because I'm in I'm in the uh, Boys Cast Patreon, so I get their Discord, mm-hmm. and like a lot of fans like share um, share like articles that he wants him they want him to cover. Yeah, which yeah. is like oh, this has just been a gold mine for me. Um, <laughs> but still uh, from Ryan Long before we can get to it. That's how we do it. Yeah, I mean shit, dude. You know, I'm trying to do as much research as I can, but I can't cover every friggin' you know angle of the internet. So if you have like a hive mind doing some of the work, it's like. Cool. Why, why, why not? I mean, these are public <laughs> articles. What the fuck? Uh, Republicans introduced, quote, Hunter Act to ban taxpayer uh, funds for crack pipes. I, I like it. I, I, I do, too. And I think it's a fun. I like the Hunter part of it. Like, that's funny. That's a big middle finger to the president. Like, that makes me laugh. Um, uh, yeah, a pair, a pair of Republican, oh, a pair of Republican lawmakers authored new legislation to ban federal taxpayer dollars from funding crack pipes, needles, and other drug paraphernalia following a firestorm over a viral report that alleged the Biden administration would be funding crack pipes for addicts. Republicans, oh, it's a chick, oh, she's kind of, kind of sexy. Uh, mm-hmm. Lauren Boebert of Colorado and Dan Bishop of North Carolina said in an exclusive joint interview with Fox News Digital that the Biden administration got caught, quote, red handed trying to fund crack pipes as part of a 30 million dollar grant program. And that legislation is needed to stop this, quote, ridiculous proposal. The White House has denied the grant would fund crack pipes, blah, 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 blah. You know something? And this is something I've been wondering ever since I heard about uh, California passing out needles and all this other California. shit. Yeah. Why don't listen, especially after this pandemic, depression, addiction, drug use, alcohol use, all this stuff is up. I think as a species, as a the whole human race, regardless of country, regardless of this, we need to put more into drug abuse, especially in the West, because that's gonna be up if it isn't already. And so yeah, this do have lots of kids with syringes, trinoculus P. Why aren't we I get that, you know, the government is not actually here to help. But if we were being logical, shouldn't we put more research into getting people off of drugs and and counseling and whatever it is, uh, rehab, stuff to get people off of these things that are highly addictive, highly destructive, ruin families, ruin lives? I think Sension Dildo would say, make sure you take your Soma. Soma? What's that from? It's the drug from Brave New World. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, that that is probably it. Like, you know what I mean? It's easier to control if you're kind of drugged out and dazed. I mean, there has to be something nefarious about the drug use in this country, because, I mean, when you see these homeless encampments like they, they're making a comeback. Yeah, they're making a comeback here in Austin. Like mm-hmm. they did a good job, like clearing them out or at least moving them. I don't know. And now, like around my house, like they're still not where they were. But now I drive to work and there's like parks and stuff. And every single park has got like home, like tent encampments. I'm like, I don't want to go to the park if that's yeah. the situation. Man, that's the fact that that's becoming normal across the country. That does feel nefarious. Right. That feels like something's wrong. Like this isn't just something that naturally happened. There's a something happened to, yeah. to create the situation. It, it's and it's bizarre because it's like it's not like we're in an economic depression right now. Yeah, like we're dealing with inflation, but we're not like it's not like 2007 or whatever the fuck, whatever that crash, 2009, whatever that was. We're not in that situation. So what is this? Yeah, this is uh, this is fucked up, man. I don't know mm-hmm. what this is. 
Why are these homeless animals allowed to run free? Man, you know what? It's Sean well, I, Connery. Look, I'm fine with that point of view, to be completely honest, because it's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous, dude. Like, I, yeah. you know, some woman got stabbed in a furniture store in L.A. like a few months ago. Yeah, I or do whatever. remember that. Murdered. Remember that. Just some girl doing her job at a furniture store got murdered by some psychopath. Like, it's just and then, you know, he gets like this really benign, like low level bail. It's just like, what the fuck, man? What's going on here? You can murder someone and get it. And like, you know, like the, the, the system will go easy on you. I noticed when the fucking uh, pandemic started, they started letting people out of the, the jails, man. It felt like they were trying to do. It felt felt like a fucking plot on Batman or some shit. Right. Like, All right. We're letting the people out the jails. We're trying to create a, a, a combustible situation in a lot of these cities. Mm-hmm. They try. I feel like they're almost trying to trap us into the cities. Dude, and they got people so divided down race and political lines that we can't all come together and be like, that's bullshit. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's why we're so fucking divided. That's Mm -hmm. why they push all the division, especially the political and the racial. Like, God damn it, everything isn't about race. I know we talked a little about race. There's still things that were racist relevant, but fuck, every fucking thing isn't about race. I was thinking that watching, actually, um, and I love those videos. It was a Thomas Sowell video. Nice. And I love it. And he was talking about uh, Scotland uh, and how they overcame a lot of stuff and Japan, Japan, how they overcame a lot of stuff. And then was comparing it to the black community. And then I was thinking like, you know, because I, I, I'm getting tired of just hearing about the black community, good, bad or different, like especially negative stuff. I'm just having to, you know, some ally vouch for me. I'm just like, can I just be a human and right. shit? Do I have to be interpreted and thought of as some political talking point all the goddamn time? That's like exhausting. And attached to a collective identity all the time that you have yeah. to like consider and, you know, oh, like, uh, like honor. Like you can't like you're not you can't be separate from it ever. Yeah, because I, I don't view myself. I've never viewed myself like that. So this is like new. This is the new shit in the streets that they want you to think of. But it's just like, um, man, this is this is this is all being pushed to to push division. It's not like there's nothing Seems to like it, it, but it's it's just it's all uh, it just feels nefarious. And I think the main reason so nobody uh questions the man behind the curtain. It's I mean, it's such a cynical way to look at it, but it's just it's hard to interpret it in a different way when you see just like completely nonsensical things happening, like over and over and like you just they they see they coincide you know and like you know we talk about the pandemic all that shit and you're just like the longer this goes on it's like wow we really did just like surrender power you know we're just like yeah, yeah here have it you know we we sure you're on the up and up yeah um yeah all right, i'm gonna step away for just a minute yeah and real quick uh cosmic fusion has a point um my, my former white slave says you're a walking st- stock certificate we all are so my friend, uh, shout out to my uh, homeboy, my my proto Matt, uh, was a dude that I knew. We used to do music together. He was dating this girl who was re- like, this is, this is in the Obama era. She was really into like, you ever heard of redeeming your straw man? She came up. She she brought me uh, into that concept. She's the one who let me know, and this is all but verified. Uh, we all have bonds. Your your um. Social security number, that's a bond. There is a uh, bond on you um, and all of us. Supposedly in Europe, I want to say uh, Switzerland, 
But there's a bond, supposedly, there's a bond on you for which you can be uh, traded. Your, your uh, shit can be traded. That's why you have a credit report. That's why you have a lot of stuff, supposedly. And she put me up on the idea of uh, redeeming your straw man. She was uh, kind of what we would call woke now, but like genuinely into the the whole uh, thing. She was the one talking about, you know, this isn't a country, it's a corporation. That's how I found that shit out. Um, so I don't know if you can redeem your straw man. The idea was uh, that you get uh, your bond back. If you look into people that try to do it, they ended up in jail. I don't know if it's uh, it is any validity to it, but I do know there's validity to the United the corporation of uh, that is the United States of America, not the country. That's why we have a president, and yeah, as a whole thing about that whole the idea that we are uh, that you there's a bond on you and there's a stock certificate on you. Um, what are you worth? I think everybody was worth at least two hundred thousand. I think that's what the number was that. that uh, she said you would get if you were redeem your straw man. I think you would be if if such a thing was possible. Um, yeah, so that's it was something along those lines. Cosmic Fusion has it. Birth certificate is basically a stock certificate they borrow from the World Bank, a percentage uh, of the amount you, you're expected to make throughout your life. So yeah, you're the money. You're the. I actually have a lyric in a song that I haven't released anything. I said uh, the money is us. We are the money, the the fiat currency that you don't even hold anymore because then your bank, that's not the money. It's not backed by gold. It's backed by the faith and credit of the United States, which is your work. You're the money. It's backed by Pat S and Cosmic Fusion and Man of War 665, the of the beast, and not Central Ditto because he's a Balkan. But his money, his Croatian money is backed by him, though, because all these other countries do the same shit. So yeah, that's that's there's something to that, and I'm not a, a expert on it. No, Viz, you the money. I'm the real money. You the real MVP. Um, yeah, man, we're all we are all the money. We're not the world. We're the fucking money. We're the ones who 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 push the value up. And I guess now we aren't worth shit since of, uh, this hyperinflation shit's hit. Which is the grains wealth transfer in human history and continues. That's why I wanted to talk about the rigged sports thing because you think all this other shit is rigged and you you watch a, a fucking game and that's for real. Get the fuck out of here. This world, one of the goals of Vigilante Williamson is to make sure you realize the world around you is, is not what it seems. It's not what it seems. It's not as presented. Um, so yeah, man, that's, 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 that's real. That's real. And and th- and we to piggyback off what we were talking about, Matt will be back in a second. Um you gotta we gotta start no selling for the obvious division. We gotta start stop um feeding it like oh you're back. We gotta we have to figure a way to not let shit work that works. When they do shit that's obvious for division, we gotta do a better job at like no, that's not going to work. And I yeah. don't know how to you do that. That's interesting, man, because I've been thinking about that a lot. So, like, the other night, um, Cocktail Lounge had Daniela on. And uh, she, we were talking about dressing up uh, as Pocahontas for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and no. I kind of wanted to hear her angle on what... Like why that's 
offensive. Thing is, I think somewhere inside of me, I was just kind of looking to argue the point more than really hear her perspective on it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know if whether I don't know like if she picked up on that or she just didn't want to have the discussion or it's a sacred cow. I don't know. But she got upset and left. Mm. Um, like it just right out of nowhere, just was like annoyed and left. Um, which I, I didn't feel I was being particularly belligerent though. However, afterwards, I kind of made like a like a, a bit of a self-righteous, just saying, like, I don't fuck with any of the woke shit anymore. Like, I don't I won't entertain any of it. And I kind of had like this conviction, right? And uh, I've been listening to this book. Once another James Lindsay book and this other dude whom I, I forgot his name is a co-author, but it's uh, it's called How to Have Impossible Conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed basically how to navigate these kinds of discussions and things like that, where people like for, like completely are polarized. You know, those 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 conversations you would, you know, you'd usually you just avoid. But this is a guide on how to do it. And as I'm kind of digesting some of these ideas like, and he's talking about people having like different perspectives and this, that, and the other. I realized like, I, I, I've become in a way like a zealot against their ideas. Yeah. And I've become aggressive in rejecting them, which is virtuous in a way, but also it's very limiting for my own personal development, my own growth, and just sort of like humanity in general. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's as, it's as like, you know, no, like standing my ground as they are. I'm just standing against them. And it made me just kind of like reflect on that, reflect on the Daniela situation, just the whole thing. And I think some like a like a virtue is to not fall into that zealotry tribal trap. Yes. Yeah. You know what? As Citra did on jokes, this is what we're trying to avoid. I don't want to be a reverse. And, and by the way, fuck you. That's not true. <laughs> Yeah, he's a regular SJW, but we're not trying to be a reverse SJW. We're not trying to, and that's, honestly, that's an issue that I see with a lot of the anti-leftist conservative thing. It's like, so if if they say, like, I believe in institutional racism. I don't believe you need to fuck Superman with a hot poker in order to solve racism or, (laughs) you know, throw Leia through space or do all this crazy shit they've done in entertainment and in culture. I don't think that solves for it. I don't think their talking points are necessarily examples of it. I think what we were talking about earlier with the, the drug trade, the private prisons, that's uh, you can look there. If you want to find your institutional racism, if you want to, it's right there. Um, I don't, th- you know, I mean, still though, that's an interpretation. It's interpretation. Okay. But you know what I mean? Is, like it's, that's the thing though, is it's like, that's what I'm trying to avoid yeah. these absolutes because that's when you alienate people. And that's when you, lo- you lose a chance to learn or develop your own perspective. Cause I was thinking about it, right? Like what would be better than to get some more Kerry Smiths in the world? Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that with aggressive zealotry. No, you get more you bees know? with honey. Yeah. And I- I'm not saying we need to endorse any of their bullshit and to address what you're saying, anonymous, uh, if you don't call them out, how are they ever going to learn? Look, I'm not going to stop doing that, but it's like, I'm just on this journey <laughs> developing, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like my mentality about it and how to be. And it's like, like, we don't want to just become them from the other side. Yeah. 
I would say, hey, there's something to that. You do have you do have to call them out to learn, but you got to make sure you're calling them out and not just having a predisposed opinion of your own where you already, oh, they're saying this. I already know the argument is that, and I'm just going to go with the argument. You don't really know what they're going, and not even listen to what they're actually saying. You just assumed you hear a few sentences, oh, you're going to go in that direction. And maybe they are, but you've almost, you uh, pre pre presume their argument so to speak. And yeah, I, I you do. And one thing I wanted to say is like, I, you know, I don't want to get in the habit of like, um, like I was talking about the institutional racism thing. They may use a, a poor example to make their point. Cause a lot of times that they're using like terrible talking points. Right. And you can dismiss the talking point and then you dismiss the concept. You basically throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. And then the issue doesn't even get really addressed properly or there's, Oh, cause now the big thing is it's just the constant denial of racism. Listen, I think racism has been overblown. I absolutely think it's just something that's being used for division. Like we talked earlier, there are individuals of all nations that have racism in their family. But like the idea now that there's never been racism and there's no racism and there's not like that's not even the argument. That's not. Yeah, even... but I, I understand that response. Like I I've felt that way because it's just you hear it so often. It's just like your mind almost cool. just creates the uh, the immediate counterbalance to it because it's so you're so drowning in this propaganda. So yeah. it's like it becomes a like a natural response. And that's what I'm trying to avoid is to have that natural instinctual response to just completely avoid it. Because that's what they, they do. Like, that's what I think a lot of the like the right does it, too. But I think a lot of the left in this country, like they don't even yeah. understand what they're opposed to. They just know yeah. they're opposed to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, my my point is not necessarily that they're that racism is the biggest issue or that it's not an issue. It's that. All right. Peace out. Uh. Cosmo, uh, Cosmo, uh, Cosmo Fusion, um, but it, it is that there are bigger issues, and like the main issue is our government is trying to kill us, or the establishment is trying to kill us, and I, I mean that hopefully figuratively, um, and not literally, but the, in every way, there's something that the establishment powers that it be are trying to do to disrupt the quality of life and gain more power from the people. In general, as a whole, so regardless of whatever issues that may, um, and most of those the, the quote unquote racism issues did come from that same state, the same group of people who are doing all the the, the evil shit. Um, but regardless of those issues, whatever divides us, like that should be the goal of everyone, whether you're on the right, left, white, black, whatever. It should be the hey, let's make sure that this system doesn't destroy us because it's trying to. Yeah, I mean that's that's a goal for sure. Like I I respect that. <laughs> I, I'm talking more about like the people involved in this type of thing. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. like it would be great to get <clears throat> like a few more converts out. Like you know what I mean? Out of the SJW mentality, not to just come over and see everything my way. Just yeah. to break from that programming, and I don't think you do that by you know like attacking all the time. I yeah, think, you know I agree. I, mean? I think that a, a, a fair amount of listening gets people a little more uh comfortable and i i thought about this actually in particular like the other day because of that whole thing that went down with weather katie oh yeah so if fans of this brand these these two knuckleheads will uh wait what happened to someone got blocked oh uh, it was chat? a bot oh it was a bot okay yeah. um hopefully i didn't hopefully i got the bot no one else sorry if i didn't okay 
Um, dildo. Yeah, dude. Cocktail lounge. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I basically ran down everything to it. There was nothing more than that. And I got a text from her today, so I don't know if she's still upset. I got to actually talk to her about it, but I mean, you know, that happened. Um, but no, the weather Katie situation. So weather Katie put out a TikTok a, attacking men for sexualizing this other weather girl. Right. Yeah. And we uh, attacked her on culture. I well, first I went after her on Twitter because I was just like, I don't even know why I'm seeing this and I hate it. Yeah, so I blocked off Twitter, right? Yeah, and banned from the whole platform for a little yeah, while. Whether Katie blocked me, and then um, and then and then the Twitter banned me for calling this one guy a pussy, which he was. Uh, <laughs> so then, so they you know, we talked about in the cocktail lounge, uh, culture. I guess newer culture casino newer. He came on kind of tried to defend her but really i don't know i re-listened that video there was not a lot of like i didn't find many much validity in his arguments uh and then and then nina infinity who knew her came on and pretty much just agreed with us yeah <laughs> which i thought was hilarious um and so whatever situation went away i put out a couple videos about it and i never thought about it again well all of a sudden like i start getting tweets like attacking me again about this whole weather Katie situation. And I'm like, what well, did someone just find this? And then there were like a few more tweets. And then I saw on my, the video, whether Katie responded. Oh, she, she put out a very detailed, you know, not very hospitable or, you know, uh, response. And, you know, eventually summed it up by saying like, well, I would have talked to you except your take is so bad, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, I, I was my first response, which was the truth, was like, I never gave a shit about talking to you. That was not my goal. I don't care. I, I'm not interested. The only reason I even extended the olive branch was because we knew some of the same people. Yeah. And I was like, OK, I'll let you come on and have a conversation with us. But I wasn't like, oh, my goal is to talk to this weather chick. I could give a fuck. But afterwards, after I kind of we went back and forth a little bit in the comments section, I was like, shit, man. Maybe that was one of those opportunities where I could have had someone come on and we could have had like actually one of those constructive conversations instead of just being constantly in these culture war. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You Not know that, what, I, you know, I don't know if she would have been, but I'm just saying it was like, ah, yeah, like I was kind of predictable in my responses. So uh, to kind of rehash the argument, I remember it was a, you know, a thick, thick weather girl, big old melons. And the issue, what was her issue on behalf of the girl that she was uh, becoming? So it was seriously the most like benign TikTok ever. Like it was such a fucking no who gives a shit TikTok. So yeah. uh, the weather girl is like stacked, like yes. quadruple Fs. They're they're like insane. Like they're it's they're comically big. Yes. And some guy put a video like filmed her and then like cut it up with this doggy video going like mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was it that's all the guy did and then she whether katie saw this and snapped mm -hmm. lost her mind put out a tiktok about it and saying like i don't need to tell you that that's disgusting and now every time she goes on the weather she's going to be thinking about who's sexualizing her on the other side yeah <laughs> yep 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 yeah. That was the whole that was the whole vibe of the video. And so, you know, I was just using it as fodder for content. Just to make yeah. Run, and then the shit. girl came out and was like, oh, thank you to all the new attention. Because the, the thing went viral, right? Mm -hmm. Semi, you, know, you know, whatever, relatively viral. So, like, 
I guess my take it as it now as you know, not as months after the fact. I'm not sure. Is was there a catalyst to how why weather Katie showed up? Was did something happen for her to did some girl and YouTube automatically deleted this comment? I didn't do it. I don't delete comments. Yeah. Ever. Uh, but some girl, I'm gonna see if I can try to find it because you know how like YouTube when they send you you got a comment yeah. like before they deleted it. So let me see if I can't. But some girl was, you know, winning off of but was basically trying to explain to me how and why um, like the news industry or the weather industry has been super sexist to women and weather girls and whatever. And still, that doesn't that doesn't matter. But yeah. it was, you know, I guess maybe that's where she's coming from. Maybe there's been this issue of sexism in the news industry i have no idea yeah but it could exist it very well could but like uh, my main counter to whether katie is okay so you've never ever 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 felt any uh you, you've never seen a guy and like oh my god this guy's hot or you and your girlfriends have never done anything like that ever in your life you've never objectified a man sexually in any way shape form or fashion for your entire life right in any way right right well i don't even know if that's the argument that's at least at least that's not my angle that's that's well my, my angle okay go ahead sorry my angle is for fuck's sake like we're all adults we're all humans we all find things attractive we all it, it is okay for a guy to look at a woman and find her attractive. That was it's, the it, big that was the big thing. Was it was she's like, "Oh, well you can think it, but the second you put it on the internet, it becomes an issue." It's like that's that's no, that's not yeah, accurate at all. That isn't accurate. It listen, now there are lines. I I will admit. There's a lot there's harassment. There is a harassment line, but there are things well before that and I saw nothing that I could see or that was presented that went to the harassment line. There was no one like saying really creepy shit that would just say, hey, no, some big titties. Just like if a fucking guy goes out the ocean and he looks like fucking a Greek god, girls are going to notice. If a chick has big titties, guys are going to notice. It's okay. That's how we got here. You know, somebody yeah. had to like someone to fuck them. It's okay. There was no, unless like harassment's one thing. But if it's if it's not past the scale of harassment, chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. And also, I, I I take issue with the entire concept because we have to, you know, oh, we got to protect this woman who's being sexualized. Like automatically, that's a bad thing, which it isn't, and I I reject that outright. But yeah. it's also this kind of hypocrisy. It's like, well, I mean, that might have helped her getting the job. Very true. Being Very visually true. appealing on this on screen, it's a visual medium. It's an asset, and so it's like, oh, so you'll take it when it works out for you. But the second you don't control it, it's a problem. It's like yeah. that's not the way the world works. Like I, I, I'm sorry. Like that's that's an immature, childish, like self, like kind of narcissistic uh, way to look at the world. Like you just like, well, I didn't say you could sexualize me. It's like, bitch, you don't get to. Yeah not your is you don't control what i think say or do at all and i and it's it, it really it's very feminist 
you know, yeah. it's a very feminist point of view because it's 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 like this crush of a natural male reaction and thing to do. Like just being a male is what you are. And it's it's very much like scolding for just existing. Yeah. And I, I, I have a big, big, big problem with that whole thing. Do you want to hear her response? Uh, Yeah, we can hear it. Because it's not I mean, it's not like it's, you know, it's exactly what you expect. But yeah. And, uh, you know, real quick, somebody brings up uh, how Anna acts about Henry Cavill and how women in general act about Henry Cavill. You can tell some old lady has grabbed his crotch before. And that probably, you know what I mean? Or some weird lady. He he acts weird when he talks about his female fans sometimes. Who? Uh, Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill does? Yeah. I've seen one interview. I'm like, I wonder if, because guys be going through some weird shit sometimes, man. But go ahead and play this. Uh, no, no. Yeah. I mean, there mm-hmm. is. And well, because women like, also think oh well men are always into sex so it's like this isn't a bad thing that i'm doing yeah yeah they don't ever if if a woman will never feel like she's even harassing a guy you know what i mean essentially says i believe i know everything katie gonna say yeah it's it's very predictable i mean it's it's really but it's the fact that we actually got a response for some reason i don't yeah i don't know why but says if you wanted to talk about this i gladly would have joined to explain in more detail which is kind of that old critical theory thing where it's like i will help you understand my point better i'm not going to debate the, the nuance of this or come into a charitable argument like the only thing i will offer you is more explanation of to why i'm right yeah it's like, yeah, okay. yeah cool that sounds like a productive conversation However, your response to this video and previous videos berating and cursing at me. Wow, she looked at all the videos, huh? Yeah. Hey, I, under I'll her give skin a little bit. A couple of them got kind of intense. All right. I'll say the way I addressed it on the culture crime fighters wasn't maybe the best. I think I was maybe a tad harsh. Yeah, but it's a very harsh take. Like it it offend like it offends my very nature as a man. Like it's it's very it's very offensive because it's like you're you're not allowed to be what how nature made you. Like that's a bad thing. And it's like I have a very visceral response to that kind of like anti male like crushing. I don't yeah. believe in it. Masculinity so I is toxic. Yeah, like and so I probably was a tad harsh, but whatever, man. Fucking so were you. Your whole video was harsh. It wasn't like it was a. A, a, a kind and like you know generous appeal it was a scolding it was a lambasting and it's like well, what kind of response do you expect yeah anyway um berating and cursing at me makes uh removes any chance of civil discussion with you see like this like this whole angle like okay great yes the woman in the video took issue with what the video was i personally talked to her about it do not jump to conclusions if you don't have all the information ask for details if you want to know more i gladly would have provided them instead you made a mockery of what is happening for that i'm truly appalled oh jesus and then she says also cherry picking the comments that you read in the original tiktok does not mean inappropriate contents comments weren't made you may not have seen them we have a file filled with screenshots of it Okay. Listen, it went viral. I'm sure there were inappropriate comments. I'm sure there were. Oh my god, inappropriate comments. Well, call the FBI. Yeah. I listen. Women, do you want to be attractive or not? You know what, rather Katie, you're right. We'll stop objectifying you. You should stop wearing makeup, toss on one of those old prairie plain dresses and a little bonnet. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. That and way, by the way, take yourself fact. out of the public eye. Yeah. Go ahead. You know what? You might as well wear like a little, you know, they're talking about wear wearing a mask. Wear a burka. 
We're I a fucking to, burka. <laughs> that was just about to be the joke. I was gonna like oh, make sorry. a burka, but I I, I I was gonna fuck it up, so it works. My bad. So yeah, wear a burka. That way, no one we won't even we won't you know what we won't objectify anyone ever again. We'll do it too. We'll all just wear great suits. We'll just all wear great jumpsuits and with there is no body definition shown. And we'll just, you know, all wear masks and all be just nondescript. And no one can ever be objectified or looked at for any sexual information ever again. And that there we go. You're right, Katie. I, I want that nihilistic future where no one ever does anything sexual ever again or ever shows their face or anything. And for also, fear like, of an inappropriate comment. We can't have that. The whole thing is being like the cute Star Wars weather girl. Like that's yes. her, the reason she exists is for men simping for her. Like if that doesn't exist, no one gives. Women don't care. Yeah. Women don't turn into the news and, and get like a little nerd boner because she's got a Star Trek outfit on. Yeah. Don't give a shit. That's purely for guys. And it's like you're cute. You got you on TV. You're fine with that. But the second someone says something, not even about you, about your friend, you take giant issue with it, make a whole big deal. And now me and her are in some kind of battle because I decided to. And I went back and watched the video. My take in the cocktail lounge was not harsh. It was very much just balanced. And like, this is why I have an issue with it. And basically everyone agreed with me except for culture. Uh, because culture was kind of had like this fatherly protection of her for whatever reason. Yeah. But other than that, everyone in the chat was like, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Even Nina Infinity, a woman who's friends with her, came on and was like, yeah, I don't like Katie's take here. And she took issue with the fact that at one point she goes on to attack one of the comment, the guy who made the video because he's a father. So I guess fathers aren't allowed to have sexual feelings ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's completely unreasonable and it's absolute horseshit. And I, I just will like, there's nothing about it that like, I, like I said, I'd still be willing to have a convert. Well, I don't know if I still now, but I was willing to have a conversation about the thing. I wasn't going to get a lecture. I wasn't just going to sit there and be lectured and figure out why, you know, what your take was. Um, you know, okay. Oh, listen, God. you know what, Katie, Katie, I didn't say you can look at my take. I forgot what I said, but it was pretty neutral because, you know what? I hate to agree with such a deal. Spurred out a bit of the intensity. I was like, oh, man, it's just a thing. But I know yeah, you just got canceled or uh, not canceled, but uh, kicked off Twitter for that moment. Hmm. But um, yeah, Katie, I was a little upset. I didn't yell at you. I don't think I cursed at you. If you're willing to come on a vigilante Williams show, if you don't want to talk to Matt. I would love to have a conversation about this. I would genuinely love I'm putting the feelers out there. If you don't want to talk to Matt, he's a he's a toxic white male. Okay. Talk to oh, the black right. guy. You're black. Yeah, there's a different set of rules for you. Even though I I did kind of no F, no fetishism. We none of that shit. We we already I'm probably the least white simp for, for least the black guy that's gonna simp the least for white women, but I don't hate white women. I don't hate women. Let's talk about it. We can talk about it. We can have a civil conversation. I want to get a civil point of view. I will have, I will not, I will not, I can't promise curse because I just curse naturally, but I will not insult you in any way at all. That I can, I can promise. And so, yeah. to be fair to my toxicity, I wouldn't have her on just to insult her. Yeah. I'm not a bully. I'm not a jerk. I hate your take. I hated that. The way I hate that I got banned off Twitter and the whole, it's a very, it's a very, like, it's a, like a an issue in society right now like men are being treated very like 
disrespectfully for just having normal sexual feelings. Like it's like some kind of a bad thing. It's like, I, I take great issue with that. So if I spurred out, if I was a little hostile, I apologize for my tone, uh, but not my point of view. It's, yeah. it's a bullshit point of view you put out there. Um, so she, I responded with, uh, you were unreasonably scolding quote men for complimenting her. Your video did not warrant a balanced response. It was hostile and aggressive. You should not be shocked to receive the same treatment. She and this is the last response. She goes, uh, what what you did in your videos and what I did is not, quote, the same. I was not, quote, I was not scolding, quote, men, because it would be wrong to blame men in general for the behavior of just a few people. Instead, I spoke about a video that was viewed as sexually inappropriate by the by the female meteorologist community. Uh, female meteorologist community. Of course, over a yourself, female meteorologist community. Of course, there is. <laughs> Oh my God! It's so self righteous. Like, what is so special about you? Like, get over yourself. Everyone is special. I'm a special little snowflake, and I need a safe space. Good God Almighty! Uh, The I showed emotion in the video because it was an emotional subject. On the other hand, your response was uncalled for and inappropriate. Why? Why was it uncalled for and inappropriate? Like I said, maybe I was a tad harsh, but fucking calm down. And you also, she didn't comment on that video. So I don't even mm-hmm. know if she watched that. She commented on this one on the cocktail yeah. lounge where I was not. I wasn't overly aggressive. I was very balanced. My argument was simply that it's not wrong for men to sexualize women. That's not an issue. And you shouldn't take issue. Well, you can take issue with whatever you want, but expect to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, you made un- unfounded and incorrect assumptions and made a mockery of the issue facing female broadcast meteorologists. The issue. Jesus Christ. I would have happily had a discussion with you on this topic, but after hearing the explicit things you said to me and about oh, me in your last dear. video, that is no longer an option. Oh, dear. And I just said I had no interest in, like, I was like, I was not trying to talk to you. I just yeah. was talking about you. I I'd be care. willing. I, you know, I'm trying to, you know, do different things on my platform. I'll be willing to, to have a conversation. <laughs> not a debate. I'm not a debater. Damn. I'm not a master debater. I just want to have a conversation just because I want I want to get your perspective um, and then just talk about it. I, I would love to talk about it. Um, and shout out to the 10-inch Balkan dildo community. Shout out to the YouTube community. Shout out to the crime squad and the culture crime fighter community. We appreciate you guys here. Shouts to that community. And I, I got to be honest, the, the, the Crime Squad has been great. The Crime Squad's growing. We have a representative from the Crime Squad here in Morgan yeah. Holloway. Hell, Morgan Dang Holloway. Commies, which is hilarious. Yes. Um, if you are curious about being a part of the Crime Squad, it's a very low level of entry. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash culture crime fighters and pledge five dollars. And you do that five dollars. You know what you get? You get 11, 11 culture crime fighters, secret identity episodes that are outstanding. This week we did. Uh, wait, forgive, forgive me, me, Lord, for, for I have simped. simped. <laughs> forgive me for I have simped. Yes. <laughs> Which is the best title ever. Vigilante coined that while we were doing the show. And I was like, that's it. That's the name of yep. the episode. And uh, it was kind of it was really more of a like a podcast. We talked about a bunch of different things. But it was kind of like. 
our relationship with sex and women and like the power that it can have and how it can make you do things or put up with stuff. Maybe you, you shouldn't or you wouldn't under normal circumstances, but that just need to have sex is so compelling. Uh, I thought it was a really, really good episode. Um, and it's up there live. It's up, been up for about an hour and a half. So if you want to join Morgan Holloway and the crime squad, head on over to Patreon. $5 a month gets you all the episodes. And if I understand not everyone has any extra money. I get that. YouTube's free. Well, we also offer you a free option. The first episode's free, so go on over there and check out the Patreon. Yeah. Man, the way you said that almost like sounded like copying. I don't think, unless you have it written down somewhere. Like, that sounds so, it sounds so good. Like, yeah, that is a the Oh, I got, there was a stream element tip, a tip. I don't get oh, too nice. many tips. Which, feel free to tip, guys. You know, you can always uh, toss a little Absolutely. money my way. Absolutely. Mr. Grant Gregory did it. Hail, Mr. Grant Gregory. Hail, Mr. Grant Gregory. Thank he you. He hosted uh, he hosted movie trivia on uh, on the on the cocktail lounge the other night, which I realized trivia is not as entertaining if there's no production behind it. Uh, I had I had fun. I don't know if the audience loved this. Sension Dildo said, "Oh, you guys are still boring," and left. <laughs> it's like okay, I guess he didn't like it. Um, but, uh, yeah. but hell, I did. And so thank you, Grant Gregory, for coming on the Cocktail Lounge and doing movie trivia. Tom won. Of course, Tom fucking won. Yeah, because he knows. But I, I think there's movies. a conspiracy. Yeah, I, but you know what? Even then, like Grant Gregory, somehow Tom landed on Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes. I was like, that's that's just what a what a sham. Everything's rigged. So firstly, shout out to Courtney, who tipped a couple days ago, and I did not see it. Oops. Uh, I'm I am sorry, Courtney. If you show up, she didn't say anything, but she tipped a half evil three dollars and thirty three cent, which we appreciate. Mr. Grant Gregory tipped three dollars and fifty eight cent, probably three in a um. What he's in Australia? I forgot Australia. what it is. Uh, or Oshawa, Australia. Kangaroo um, bucks, I think. Is kangaroo what it is. bucks. There you go. Uh-huh. I was I was looking for uh, internment camp money. Con- uh-huh. uh, congrats on the milestone from humble beginnings to throwing things at blind people. I'm surprised anyone still remember that. Uh, to be in my 17th favorite show in the in today in the morning. Hell yeah, there's a lot. Of there shows. we go. 17th favorite. Top 20. There it is, bitches. Top 20. Give the fact there's thousands. I'll take it. Oh, Morgan forgot she's part of the crime squad. Well, hey, we haven't <laughs> forgotten you. So we haven't forgotten you, and you have access to all those shows. So just count yourself lucky. You got lots of entertainment to uh, catch up on. Yeah, yesterday was pretty fun. I, I would check it out. It was funny. It was fun. It was poignant. I think they're all really fun. I, I love our show. Yeah, it's I a, genuinely it's love it. Yeah, and like we did what origins, kind of how we started on YouTube about a, a week before that. Yeah, yeah, that was fun too. Great show, good stuff. Genuinely, yeah. so. genuinely, genuinely better than Disney Plus. Better than Disney Plus. Way more tell value. You to do better, or we might, but it, we'll be joking if we do. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, press like on the video by the way if you have not, please. Yeah, Thank please you. like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We, really we love you. We want more people to love us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we talked about the NFL. We talked about the return of weather, Katie. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I don't know. I mean, I guess that we could keep the door open. If she wanted to have a conversation, I would have a conversation with her. I would not attack uh, her. I'm not yeah. making any efforts to do it. If she wants to get a hold of me and come and talk, fine. Or Nina can be there to mediate. I don't give yeah, a shit. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm not trying to do it. If you want to, you can. And I will be 
polite. I might not agree with you. I, I almost am sure I won't, but I will not antagonize you or insult you. I might curse because I'm a vulgar person, but I yeah. won't. Anyway, tired of talking about her. Um, the last thing I put in the uh, title was, did you hear about this story in San Francisco with the homeless? Oh, Lord. Uh, let me actually look at the time. No, I didn't. All right, I'll just read the I'll just read the title Lord, of this article because it sums San it up. Francisco homeless. Holy <laughs> it says uh, homelessness in the San Francisco Bay Area is now so bad, residents are being asked to hold house a homeless person in their own homes. Politicians and charities claim locals want to be part of the solution. Are the politicians going to start first? We got to go in Nancy Pelosi's large I mean, mansion, sure. surely, right? God, she's got to have a few buildings on that compound where she could house some people. Yeah, that way, you know, they're not crapping in their driveway anymore. They can, you know, use normal facilities. I forgot who said it, but there like, was uh, some comedians like, what about, uh, it might have been Tim Dillon. Yeah, I think it was Tim Dillon. And he said, uh, why not Gavin Newsom's winery? There you go. I was like, that's a great point. There's got to be a lot of space in that winery, Gavin. There you go. Um, <laughs> I When you hear things like this, it's unbelievable, right? Like, every time I think, you know what, that's the limit of stupid things I'm going to hear as far as suggestions in government, to the idea, you're just supposed to house. I get that you're trying to get rid of property rights. But uh, you're just supposed to house a person you have never met in your home because, Ooh. yeah. No, go on. Sorry, I don't, I don't want to no, off. Because the government wants you to. You, and uh, if you're gonna, I don't know what. The, who knows what life they've led? Who knows what disease? No disrespect to them. What diseases they may have? Just like no. And listen, charity is important. If you can, if you can do something charitable for somebody. It is valuable, but you can't just start housing. You can't just ask the residents to start housing. Homes. Could you imagine, like the the danger that is to you, your family, your property? Yeah. Like in some cases, to them, some of these motherfuckers are crazy. Yes, that's what I mean. A lot of these motherfuckers are crazy, and a lot of them are just out of prison. You want to bring a recent felon into your home? Yeah, you just got out of prison. Look, I'm not saying we shouldn't rehabilitate uh, criminals. We should. On 100%. I'm all on board with that. I don't think institutionalization helps. I think it makes the situation worse, so on and so forth. But the institutions exist. So you're going to take someone who just got out of prison. Yeah. One of the harshest environments on in the country to live in. Probably the harshest. And yeah. then you're going to invite them into your, your home. Yeah. Where, have them share where your family share, is. Yeah. Share a bedroom uh, with your children, you know, so they can sit, sleep in the same bedroom. That's, that's safe. That there. It, it, cl clown world doesn't even sum it up. It's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable request. It's an unbelievable request. I can't. I don't even know how to say good way to wake up dead. Says Janaculus P in the chat. I, I, I don't even know how. Um, I don't even know how to react. It's so mindless. Uh, man. Man, and it's like we're not going to do anything that like we should do, like enforce drug laws or you know what I mean, increase police presence, or offer any kind of rehabilitation. We're not going to yeah. do any of that. We're going to encourage the situation, encourage the situation. We're encouraging it so much that now we're asking you, we're urging you to take in some of these people into their house. It's just like 
are you out of your fucking mind? Here's here's something you could do. Let's stop. You know, we joked about the we didn't joke. It's we the talked darkest about the timeline. Hilarious. Oh my yeah. god, is it is it the darkest timeline? <laughs> I think Cosmic Fusion before he left mentioned uh, the CERN thing, like something happened in 2011, 2012, whatever it was. Yeah, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. But like, listen, if if you could stop and reverse face on how much this situation has been encouraged, that would do a lot of it. If you can stop passing out needles and all but encouraging more homeless people to exist, um, that would help. If you can stop doing practices that fuck up the housing market, which San Francisco does. It's like a thing Thomas Sowell talks about how they uh, fucked up their own housing market to make everything so fucking expensive. So there are more homeless because the rent and everything is uh, sky in. Uh, since you did ask a uh, question, if I take one in, do I get access to free crack pipes? Um, yeah. And uh, as Snorter Poopers br- brings out, the taxpayers already paying for What about all the programs my taxpayer dollars are already going to? We talked that about that one week. Remember we talked about that in like the cost that in Los Angeles to yeah. house like it was something like as much as a, like more like a nice apartment in L.A. It was like five thousand dollars a month per person or some crazy shit. Yeah. You're like, how is that the <laughs> solution, motherfucker? Look, yeah, it, I, I've never been in that situation. I've used, you know, I've I've definitely had my thing with drugs, but it never got this dark. It never got like where I was on the street or I was, you know, you know, I was just fucking my life up. But it wasn't like anything like that. But like some doesn't hit in bottom. Isn't that like the whole thing with recovery? Like, don't don't people yeah. need to face the consequences of their actions in order to change them? Yeah. And again, we have all these programs, all this taxpayer money for the sky high Cali taxes that get used for this or earmarked for this problem. And all they do is exacerbate the problem. Yes. Shit, just exactly roll those right. fuckers back, roll those fuckers back and just get, you, you want to just, you know, I hate socialism. Just give the homeless people the tax dollars that you, instead you're spending on all this bullshit that doesn't help. Just give it straight to them. If, they, if that's a better idea than this shit, I mean, it's got to be. I, I just can't. I cannot understand this kind of mentality. It's like it's it's so audacious. It sounds like a bit. Yeah, it does. It sounds like a Babylon B article. Yo, but you know what? I, I couldn't help but to think, you know, the communism element. You know, you own nothing and like it. It's a property rights thing. The government, really, the government owns your home anyway. Right, it's true. They own the land for sure. They own the land, and this is them starting to press against the idea of, hey, really. We talked about earlier. You know, you don't really own yourself, even your government property, um, to them. And so they're like, hey, this is our stuff, and we we would like for you to 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 house people. Nah, who knows if if this sort of thing picks up any sort of steam. If this gets any legitimacy, this starts to happen in other liberal areas. This is the push towards you owning nothing and like it. Like, okay, we can tell you what to do with your own home. And that's a that's almost the scariest thing. Uh, not just, you know, the idea of this, but like, is this the start of them actually pressing you for what happens in your own home? Dude, and it's like. I know we talk and I know it's the obvious point, but it's like there's already evidence that this doesn't fucking work. Like 
they they've done that where they've housed like the homeless in like hotels like during the pandemic they had like mm-hmm. those rooms that weren't being used and they were just trashed yeah just com- complete they just brought the squalor with them the homelessness is a symptom of the sickness it's not the cause yeah it, it, and it was the other thing they started doing they they now they're not homeless anymore they're the unhoused unhoused like because Hol- it- homeless was the soft term yeah they made it softer. Unhoused almost sounds worse. But I think that, I, what does that mean? That entitles that there are people who have houses who just aren't giving it to homeless. Listen, I'm trying to get a house. It's fucking hard as shit to get a house. It's impossible to get a house now because of this fucking housing market. So, like, no, I'm not trying to say homeless people aren't normal, even though none of us are, but regular average everyday individuals are struggling to find housing right now that Mm -hmm. is a huge struggle across the fucking country so how the few that have or the people that have they not have to give up their housing because of the homeless problem that you helped exacerbate fuck off yeah dude and the housing market itself too it's like yeah i don't know how many of these powers are aligned but it's like the whole BlackRock thing where they're just buying up houses, yep. buying up houses. It's just like and consolidating all this power. Also, the mortgage crisis, that whole thing. Like there's just so much like bullshit government stuff that has fucked up all these markets that shouldn't be this fucked up. And it's like we're supposed to like it's like how long do we continue with your bullshit? Like, yeah, it, it's unbelievable. And we talked about it because everyone's so fucking tribal. You can't disagree with anything your party does publicly. No, you can't. So the left can't critique this. The left can't say anything about it because they're already in the cult. So out there, they cannot, you know, can't be like, well, I'm not, you know, I disagree with that. You can't say it. Yeah. This is, this is crazy, man. This is really crazy. And like I said, it scares me because I think this is the push of the, we're going to start telling you what to do with your your own home. Right now, it's a suggestion. Before you know it, they'll pass a law. Oh, that's fucking scary. Yeah, that's fucking scary. Sension Dildo uh, is interesting. He says uh, some progressives are really that tarted. They just take the carrot part of the European approach and ignore the stick part. Acts get help here only if they follow the rules that are set. Hmm. Yeah, dude. Something simple like that, man. You got to get you got to help. Um, You got to really help people. I, I am all for helping people get help and, and better themselves and get off of a lot of stuff and deal with whatever issues, PTSD. I think this whole country it has a mental health crisis Agreed. as much as anything. Agreed. And anything you could do towards that will be beneficial. This is not that. This is no. not going to help any of those people. This is this is just a call for chaos, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I can't really see any kind of favorable interpretation of this. This is utter insanity. It, it's basically like, you know, risk your own safety and your own your family safety and your well-being uh, because of this situation we've created that we won't deal with. Yes. How does that encourage? How does that help the situation? How is that going to make it better? How is that going to slow down the spread of this homeless problem? It does none of these things do. They don't really have solutions. They don't they have different ways of uh pushing the mess around. They critique the American system, but it's like what 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 else should we do? Just provide people with free housing? That doesn't help. I was talking oh. to a realtor in New York and it was like there were these homes, you know, and it was uh he made it racial. It wasn't me, but he, he said it was like these poor families, uh, a lot of times are black, they'll basically just give them 
like a brownstone, like these beautiful old buildings mm-hmm. in New York. And he said that they would just get trashed, like completely destroyed and then condemned. And then that was it. And then they would just move on to the next house. They're called Section 8. And yeah, it's section just eight, like, yeah. yeah, and it's it's like, well, OK, that doesn't work. Just giving people a home that they don't respect or care about. It's like because they didn't have to earn it. You don't have to. Yeah. There's no risk of losing it. So you just whatever. Who gives a fuck? Like, it's not even mine. It's just, you know, yeah. oh, it's like. Hey, it's a really scary thing, man. It's just like, I can't believe that how pervasive this this mentality really is. And that's why they call them entitlements. It's like yeah. uh, just the, the phrase unhomed is an entitlement esque thing. Like they, they like they could have a home. As Mike DiCarlo says, home in this area went from 300K to 1.3 mil. Like how are you going to get a home? The average person cannot get a home. So the idea that these people are just unhomed, it's like, shit, I'm unhomed. I'm in an apartment. Somebody said I'm in a house. I'm in an apartment. I'm trying to get a house. I was trying to get a house in um, Houston right after I get off of this stream. I got a call. This is my last ditch effort to try to buy a home before I'm just going to submit and rent uh, and own nothing and like it. Um, yeah, because it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It, it's the, the market is insane. And you know what Morgan Holloway says? I would love to get a, a house. And fuck, at this point, I build my own stone by stone. You can't. I would love to just say, you know what? This land is mine or just pay for some land and build my own home. You can't really do that without a, a you're still going to need a loan. You still got to basically go through the process, go through the system. Uh, so, I mean, it's like there's so many things um, causing this homeless crisis. You got, like I said, the cost of housing itself the mental health issues, the drug issues. It's a multi-layered issue. The the government interference. Um, it, it. I really hope for the people involved because I feel for the people. I saw a tent cabinet the, uh, the other day. I, at least I own my audio gear. Well, for now, um, it, it's just a mess, man. And, and it's sad. And, it, and like, look, it's... It's linked to progressive policies a yes, lot of the time. Yeah, I was leniency, leniency on crime, the rent control thing that Thomas that Thomas Sowell talks about, how that just destroys housing markets. It's it. The more they meddle, the more they fuck it up. Yeah, I would say you know the less interference you have, government, the better. So if you want to help, if you're a progressive person, you want to help those, you want to help all these different um, groups. Stop interfering. Stop fucking it up. Because some of the there are people who are homeless, who are homeless because of your policies and policies like this are not going to help. And it's these fucking narratives, too. It's like I was listening to this comedian, Joe List, who's pretty funny. But it's kind of he's kind of like Mark Norman, too. It's like when you get down to it, you're like, that's a pretty woke kind of principle you're built you're built a lot of your ideas on like you're funny comic but it's like like i heard him you know it was basically the struggle for people like in this country and how you know the republicans always just say well it's about hard work hard work and then you know just it's like well disadvantages this that and the other and i wanted to be like so joe like i get you didn't work hard then i guess you know you attained your stuff it was just given to you right like just because you're like a white guy like you didn't have to go grind it out in the comedy clubs right i mean you didn't have to earn that that spot yeah, you're just given that, right? So I mean, that's what you're that's what you're suggesting. I'm sure you'd be like, no, no, of course not. Like I, you know, and so it's like, then shut the fuck up. Like if that's not yeah. your experience, stop validating the narrative because it sounds good. So here's what I will say: I don't. I am a little. 
two things can be true without necessarily being mutually exclusive. Like the bootstrap argument is flawed because the system is so broken that you cannot necessarily say somebody just because someone is a is in a disadvantaged situation does not necessarily mean they didn't work hard. It could have been a lot of other factors that created that situation. And as we talked about, there's so many political factors, especially in major cities, that encourage homeless or encourage even disadvantaged situations of people who have houses. So it's not necessarily that you're 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 not going. It's not a pure meritocracy, right? No, no, it's not. And on the at the same note. Hard. If you are blessed enough that your hard work does pay off, it can pay off in in, in, a, in a great way, and it is an important virtue to have. Is a work ethic is is still an important virtue, even if it's not necessarily a. It's guarantee the only of thing you have control over. Like yeah. it's the only thing you can actually throttle and control because it's like, yeah, the system's fucked, and yeah, it's like especially with our economy, like it's such a service based economy now, and like. You're not going to it's I do this. I work in the service industry. It's getting ahead in the service industry doesn't really exist. It's not like there's not a lot of opportunities, you know, like the best you could hope for would be to own your own business and run that. But that's like, I mean, who I don't have the skills to do that. Like, I don't know how to do all the accounting and the the, the licenses and the I don't know how to do any of that. So it's like that's uh, certainly not my path. Like in my restaurant industry, like the highest positions, like a GM, Mm -hmm. and that's a horrible job, like. You know, some GMs do okay, but you let your life is that restaurant. Like you, that's your whole existence is that restaurant. You, you're there pretty much every single day. And when you're not there, you're doing other stuff because you're on salary. It's not like you clock in and clock out. You like live for that restaurant. And that's not the, I don't want that life. Yeah. And it's like, well, where, where do you go in that? Nowhere. You just kind of stay in this thing. And like, well, we live like in a service economy. So that's kind of like, like a, not everybody, but a lot of people. And so, yeah, it's like, yeah, you can work hard at that all for the, your whole life and get absolutely fucking nowhere. So yeah. it's, it's not to say like, it's, it's not naive, but the only thing you do have control over is how hard you work to earn your life. So it's like this kind of like, well, you know, people like, it's like that defeatist mentality where I'll never yeah. get anywhere. It's just like, well, that the only way you can do it is to work hard. That's the only way to get out of it. Yeah. And uh, listen, I guess the thing, listen, there's no guarantee that you will get out of it. There's no guarantees in this life. No, you're not. That's we we are pro, we're promised nothing on this earth, man. Yep. Serfdom is the the standard. Serfdom is the fucking standard. I can't tell you where I heard. That. I heard that recently, and somebody said, "Yeah, we're all we're all born in serfdom." We are. Um, read San Francisco. I've never heard of that book. That sounds like that sounds like a right wing book, though. <laughs> Why progressives ruin cities? Yeah. Um. um okay. But yeah, I, 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 I'm not a, I'm not a bootstrap argument guy. Even though I think working hard is a virtue, but I'm not for like, oh well, you know, it's just, man, this, this fucking, this fucking life thing is no, no joke. It can be beautiful at times, but it, it can be a nightmare at other times. And some people are born into nightmares. I get it. Um, but I, you I mean, know, I don't I'm, know. The only people I know who are any kind of successful, uh, that's what they did. They worked really hard. They work. You got to work really hard and you got to, you know, I pray, whatever, work really hard, do the best you can, hope for the best. Like my you mom, get, you may like, not. my mom went to college while she was pregnant with me and had mm-hmm. a part time job. Like, yeah. That's working hard, man. Like, that's yeah. very difficult to do all those things at one time. All, any one of those is difficult to do. And to do yeah. them all at the exact same fucking time, it's like, that's that's what it is. It's hard work. And, like, she's a teacher. She's not a millionaire. 
You know yeah. what I mean? But she's got a life. She loves her job. She gets to do it, you know, every day. It's like, you know what I mean? Like it's, and like my dad, he didn't like work hard to get his job. He him, himself will tell you that he fell into it. Like he was in the Marine Corps and then he was bartending. He didn't know what to do. Heard about this oil refinery job and, you know, made a good living doing that. Now, like he'll, he'll tell you like he didn't work hard to do it, but he did it for like 30 years. Yeah. And now he's, he's got a house and he retired. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like in a way, so it's like, then, yeah, that's hard work. It's like, I don't know any example except for like trust fund kids who are just born into it or whatever, but there's yeah. such a extreme minority. You can't really include them in this, in your life struggle. Yeah. Hard work is necessary. It, I don't think it's a, a excuse. You know, like I said, people can work hard and still be fucked, but yeah. you do have to work hard. It is a, it is a necessary virtue uh in order to get anywhere says uh written by a former progressive who saw through the bullshit all right i'll take a look san francisco yeah. i probably have another audible credit there you go yeah because I've, I've been listening to those books that i love going to the gym and listening to these books man it's like it's like my fucking church there you go you know it's oh, that sounds so douchey but that's not what i mean like it's like yeah, yeah. i'm like improving but I, but I am like improving myself. I'm getting, you know, I'm help, staying healthy. And then at the same time, I'm getting like really insightful information. Like that's where I listen to all the cynical theories. That's where I've been listening to how to have impossible conversations, which is a good book. And I think if you're a YouTuber like us, or if you're, you know, out there, yeah, and you've got your, it's helpful, man. It's like, you know, I always want to have good conversations as much as I can. I'm, you know, relatively green at doing it professionally. It hasn't even been two years. Yeah. And, you know, I see flaws in my game. You know, I, I talk over people sometimes or I like don't I'm not charitable. Or I'm not listening or whatever. It's like there's ways to improve it. This book is is helping me kind of get better at that. I, I think it's a good book for anyone who's like trying to do this and just for people in general. Yeah. And honestly, man, uh, I know we're about to wrap up because I got to go to work. Yeah. Because, um, I, you know, I, I extended out the my uh, olive branch to Weather Katie to come on. But like, I, you know, I am a bit nervous. I've never. I couldn't do what Ripper does. I saw him debate somebody um, the other day. It's like, I can't, I'm not that good. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I can think on my feet like with a joke, but I can't think of my feet and know, Oh, this, this piece of information or that, or it's just like, man, I, I, I would, I would feel a little lost in my depths to, you know, debate and argue with some of these people because it's just, I don't have. Uh, yeah. Skill I wouldn't, too. I definitely wouldn't encourage someone like who I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I see what you mean. But at the same time, like, I think it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a tough thing. Like I kind of want to be able to do that. I don't know that I could, but I yeah. also don't want to live in an echo chamber either. So it's like, yeah, I don't know, but I hate to get frustrated and say something stupid that I didn't mean in the moment. Exactly. Yeah. yeah Cause I do that all the time just doing this. And it's like, I, I want to have the, but part of me wants to have these conversations. I want to be able to, to, uh, discuss with you know people who don't agree with me these things because I, I really want to find fucking solutions if, if such a thing could ever happen you know what i'm saying yeah and i i believe like in this this guy who's the guy that he was just telling me um the the san francisco guy central Dilda was saying uh a former you know former progressive was saw through the bullshit there's also carrie smith out there you yeah. know it's like these are beliefs that people hold they they can unbelieve them too yeah we got to so convert people back into normalcy or, you know, or like if we're going to be out here saying all this shit, like it needs to, I think a part of it is going to have, I, I mean, I don't know if it has to be, but it, it could be part of it is like having discussions with people and trying to debate like the ideas and sort, you know, like working through it. 
Yeah, working uh, through it. This is that. That's what I want to do. Um, and I got to get the skill set to do it. So I may check that book out. Yeah, it's good. It's a good book. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Keely Chow, and thank you very much to the chat for hanging out with us today. Yeah, thank you all, man. I, I really appreciate it. I even got a tip. Oh, nice. tip. Thank you kindly. I didn't even do a video for it. I just realized that. Oh, yeah. The video for it? Oh, like. Yeah, uh, the little. the little. Oh, yeah, because this is on your channel now. It's not my own. Because yeah. My own stream yard is. You can uh, do the Shaun of the Dead. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy. There we go. There we go. I kind of stopped doing those because I realized it sort of it really breaks up the flow of the conversation. Yeah. Because I would just need to stop and wait for that to happen. So it's like, I like the idea, but actually it didn't really, it, it was fine, but I was like, I don't yeah. really do it anymore. Unless it's like a super big one. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't want to be a debate, bro. I just, I really want to be a conversation, bro. I would love to have conversations with people, with people in general, whether I agree with them, disagree. I just love, that, that's kind of a, it's funny you mentioned that. I really want to have a lot of conversations with a lot of interesting people. I really want mm. uh Pat Truthner to come in today. Hopefully we can get him, you know, another week talking about rigged sports because I think that's an interesting conversation. I want to, yeah. I, I just want to have interesting conversations with people uh, agree with me or not. And, and I would love to talk to people who, who disagree and just get their perspective, give them my perspective in a like non-confrontational way because there's so much being lost in translation. Um, so much being lost in people who are trying to win debates instead of just yeah. like understand what the other person is saying. And I, I would love to, you know, have be more conversational because it's like, man, this, this shit has to, we have to do something because this is. And this I is, think, look, I mean, like what we're doing, right. It's like, if we better understand their argument, then we can just better understand defeating it. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. do that by listening. It's, it's hard to do that without listening. Yeah. So, all right, y'all. Thank you so much for watching the Culture Crime Fighters. Fucking one year. One year of Culture Crime Fighters. God Thank damn. you very much. Thank you to all the new people. And thank you very much to the people who stuck around the whole time. This is fucking insane. Yeah. Love, love doing this. Trying to do the best show for you. Also have our Patreon. The Crime Squad. Make sure you join. Uh, we have the, uh, the Crime Squad new episode up. Uh, forgive me, Lord, for I have simped. And, yeah, uh, and uh, really good, man. There is a a lot of you who have been. Mo I mean, I think since you did those most of the episodes, Cold Air is most of, has been on most of the episodes. Killy Child has been here for a lot of them. Um, he snorted poopers has been there for a lot. Like a lot of you guys yeah. were here in the early episodes and towards the beginning as well as uh, this. And uh, Hellfish Chozo. I know he's uh, struggling with his uh, <coughs> his uh, Indiegogo. He's trying to relaunch his Indiegogo. Um, oh, I saw that. What's it? Uh, Goofanoids. Goofanoid, yeah. Uh, man. Goofanoid Origins. Yeah, good for you for not. I know he launched it once. It didn't work. Keep trying, bro. We talked about hard work. It's not a guarantee, but it, the more you do it, the, it gives you a better shot. And so I wish you the best. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Fucking man. A. Yeah, this is great, dude. And it's like, look, you're creating something, you know? It's, yeah. It's awesome. You're actually make, cr contributing to the, you know, like, instead of being part of the problem, part of the solution. Exactly. Exactly. So check out, uh, check out, uh, Fish Shows. I was about to say Killy Child because he's talking to Killy Child. Shout out to Killy Child. Shout out to Trinoculus Peace. Uh, shout out to Kai FMFS. Shout out to Man of War 665, Neighbor of the Beast. Just another red shirt who's not just another red shirt. He's the red shirt. 
Uh, thank you for this year. We'll try to do better the next year in the next episode and every so... other episode after. Uh, so, man, it's crazy. Thank you all. We love you. Peace. Peace.